Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Please be advised that six degrees of reality TV contains explicit language. Hi and welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV, the podcast where two MFAs try to figure out what the hell is happening on our screen. My name is Amy and I hold an MFA in creative nonfiction. And my name is Leslie and I hold an MFA in creative writing fiction. And together we are trying to uncover what it means to fall in love on reality TV. Hi, and welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV. My name is Amy, and I'm your co-host. And I'm Leslie. I almost said my name is Amy, and I was born in 1977, because that's what I say for my Gen X podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, cleaning in hot. (laughs) No one gives a shit, Amy. No one gives a shit. (laughs) (laughs) I was born in 1995. Let's just say that. (laughs) I was born in in 2007. Let's just say that. 2007, wow. Younger than my children. (laughs) All right, so guys, I have to apologize. It's totally my fault that we're so late today. We were supposed to record this morning, and I just felt like here in the Northeast, it was 65 degrees and sunny, Mm -hmm. and I was like, I just need to walk my dog, to, you know, be outside, to do a little, like, just to be outside. So I asked Leslie if we could postpone. And I was like, fine, because I'm watching Love is Blind, and now, now I'm confusing everyone with everyone. Yes, and let's just say about our Love is Blind. Yes. So since we were so late on this and we feel like everybody's watched it already, <laughs> we're just going to do like a grand kind of wrap up episode where we talk about all the couples. So we'll hopefully get to that this week. We have to mm-hmm. set our schedules. Um, I should be able to record it this week as long as you can pick a night and then we'll do it. And that's fine. Okay. How yeah. far are you? I am up to Danielle and Nick's wedding, like literally the beginning of the wedding day. So okay. they're getting ready. Okay. So I'm up there. Oh, so you're pretty far along. Okay. Yeah. Wait until you see in the reunion the hero we all needed and no one knew, Vanessa Lachey. <laughs> I'm telling you, she's she's feisty. Uh, I can't she, wait. She's amazing. She's amazing. Do you agree, though, that... So it's the same production company mm-hmm. as... Uh, maths, right? Mm-hmm. Would you agree that they're too quick with Love is Blind and too slow with maths? Maths is like honey on like an IV drip. What the fuck is going on? It's, it takes forever. It's taking forever. Like literally, guys, in this episode, I wrote, this is the episode with the special dates. Oh, and the experts give them a topic to discuss. Like we're building a two-hour mm-hmm. episode out of here's a topic to discuss. Yeah. Basically, it's, it's pretty. Here bad. are two questions that you don't want to answer. Yeah, it's really weird. Okay, so we're gonna recap today. Married at First Sight, season fourteen, episode nine, is love on the table? And I just have recap, recap, recap in the beginning because it's like a three-minute recap. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Uh, this is the episode, like I said, with the special dates and the experts giving them topics to discuss. I'm going to come for the experts. Okay. I'll get there. Well, they're finally in pure view, so. They're finally appearing, but not in the right places. Not in the right places. Like, Dr. Viviana's going to show up next week and show Mark how to use a ball gag? Really? Is that the best use of a, a expert here? I guess. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. So, Steve and Noy we're going to start with. My lovely couple to be protected at all costs. Steve wakes up alone with sushi and immediately I'm like, oh my God, she ghosted him again. Where is oh, no. she? <laughs> she has, Noi has set up a scavenger hunt for him. Leslie, please tell me how you feel about scavenger hunts. It sounds great in theory, but I think that I wouldn't get the clues and I would be so frustrated <laughs> and never find the person. They said on after party that it really took him like two hours. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> So, Noi set up this scavenger hunt. It's ridiculous, guys. Like, he, he, it's, and there's not even, like, anything great at the end of it. She's sitting on a swing. (laughs) Well, she's the prize. I guess she's the fucking prize. So, I just wrote, if someone did this for me, I would die. It would be like, there better be gifts in this. I, I, I don't know. I know. So, Steve eats this right up and tells her everything she does is cute. And, you know, they have a cute moment. Later, they're discussing takeout and discussing discussing the questions. They're having takeout, sorry, and discussing the questions. So the experts leave like a wine bottle at the door, right? Like champagne or something with the questions. So one of the questions is, have you been in love before? And Noi says, yeah, like I think I was once. Noi is always so thoughtful in her answers. Yeah. And then Steve's like, all right, all right, all right. And several times I've been in love. I fall in love every day. Don't I have eyes? I feel like that's something Matthew McConaughey yes. would say. Yes, 100%. What is love? Love is just emotion of the soul. Like, it's just whatever. Everything dude. is love. Love is life. You know what Living he is? is love. He's the male Darcy. Oh, God. No. <laughs> Please don't mess up your face, Steve. So Steve says he's been in five serious relationships and he's loved each one. And Noi tells the camera, this is a little concerning because, like, I've kind of said it to him. And he doesn't seem like he's ready to say it to me. Guys, it's been two weeks. It's been um, two weeks. They Calm t- down. They talk about now what it takes for them to fall in love. And then Noi's like, are you a little closer to saying it? And he's like, yeah, I'm getting closer. My recaps, I'm not going to lie to you, real short this week because I feel like nothing happened. Nothing happens in this episode. Nothing happens. Nothing. So later, they have a waterfront picnic. And they remember their wedding and their marriage. And she tells him that she loves being with him. And she really feels like he doesn't need... She. So one of the things she says is, in my past relationships, I've always felt like I needed a little bit of me time. Like a little bit of alone mm-hmm. time. But I don't feel that way with you. So she says, he's a calming presence. And here's the most important thing she says. This, this makes me realize they're going to make it. Okay. She says, I feel seen by him. That's it, right, Leslie? That's yeah, it. That's, that's the want. magic thing. Yeah. And I don't know how you accomplish that, but like I think there's several factors that go into it that you're getting all of those factors right, and yeah. it results in you feeling seen and heard. 
Yeah, it's it's amazing when it happens because for many times I felt like I was always screaming at the top of my lungs, notice yeah. me, notice me, notice me, and it never happened. Yeah. And then one day someone did notice me, and I'm like, wait, you're listening to what I'm saying? I'm like, this yes. is weird. Leslie, <laughs> Leslie, I notice you. I see you. <laughs> I just want to be seen. So then he says, I have something to tell you. I'm ready to tell you that I love you. Oh! <laughs> So he says, yes, 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 I love you. And she's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And she's, like, kissing his face. And it's just very sweet. I love them so much. Yeah, they took a little, like, an instant photo. They're going to make it. They're going to make it. That's all I have for them because there's no drama because they're perfect. Let's go to Michael and Jasmina. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, it's only been two weeks. Two Two weeks weeks since these brave singles met and married at first sight. So the beginning of the episode, we see Michael. He's self-recording. He's trying to design a bandana for Feeney, Jasmina's dog. And we get cute shots of him nibbling on a chew toy. So, you know, not Michael, but Feeney nibbling on a chew <laughs> um, toy. I'm going to correct you. It's Mr. Feeney. Thank you. That's what I was going to say. And I'm like, <laughs> it is confirmed that this dog's name is Mr. Feeney. Yes, brilliant. And the bandana that he's making features the Boy Meets World logo. Mm-hmm. And it says mm-hmm. Dog Meets World. Brilliant. Brilliant. I was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. So Jasmina must have grown up with the reruns because she's I was a, a kid. Yeah, but I was a kid when it was airing on TGIF. And oh. she's younger than me. So she probably saw the reruns. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Did you oh, ever Jesus see Christ. My Girls Really Loved Girls, Girl Meets World? Did you ever see it? My sister watched it. She's a lot younger than me. So good. I, I didn't get into it. But um, speaking of um, Boy Meets World, get to Robbie next weekend. Next weekend, I'll be in Hartville, Connecticut (laughs) for 90s con with the cast of Boy Meets World. Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the Backstreet Boys. Well, two Backstreet Boys. You are something else. And TLC. You are something else. You know what I'll be doing next weekend? Laundry. Laundry. (laughs) So Team Spellman, go Sabrina. I love Sabrina, Teenage Witch. I love Sabrina, too. I liked that, too. You know that Melissa Joan Hart follows me on Twitter? It's so random. Wow, because um, random. when Sabrina, the TV show started coming out on DVDs like years ago, I was like rewatching it and I was tweeting about it like mm, every night. And then okay. she just started following me and I'm like, ah. Okay. That's so cool. now I finally get to meet her. So um, that's exciting. You know who follows me? Cory Booker. Really? Isn't that that's so random? random? <laughs> You're not from Jersey. No. <laughs> I really think it was like. He got on Twitter and didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Twinder? S- so, oh, Twinder? <laughs> he called it Twinder. <laughs> he got, maybe he's on t- both. I don't know. But he was on Twitter well, in this now. instance. He, he broke up with my twin. Did he my break up with twin? Okay. Rosario Dawson. Yeah, they broke up. <laughs> I think he logged on to Twitter. Twitter. And just didn't know what to do and started following people back that were following him. <laughs> That's funny. Because I only have like 30 followers. Like, who the fuck am I? There's no reason he's following me. But anyway. So, I have the most random followers. Like, on Twitter, I have... I don't have that many followers, but they're like big names. Like, like Margaret Cho follows me, but I kind of know her. Um, so there's Melissa Joan Hart. Rosie O'Donnell, which I've corresponded mm. with in the past. Like, Vogue Magazine, the Mindy Kaling Project. Like, it's just randomness that I'm just like, why? Okay. All right. <laughs> weird i have I a occasionally lot, make I have a, a joke i have a lot of moms following me <laughs> that's funny they're like we get your mom energy we're there 
Aw. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. All right. So, back to masks. Okay, This Feeny. is what we're here Mr. for, Feeny. guys. Mr. Feeny. Mr. Feeny. Okay. But actually, let me diverge a little bit. So, Dr. Pepper tasked the couples to plan special dates in hopes of leading the couples into the right direction so that they have a long, successful marriage. So, mm-hmm. this is where Michael plans a picnic in the park, and Mr. Feeny, or Feeny, joins them, and he's pouring out the wine. You notice how it's like... We're so, like, as Americans, like, so obsessed with, like, culture, like, this wine and alcohol culture. Yeah. It's like, every activity is, like, with alcohol. And yeah. someone who's been sober for almost three years, it's like, I notice it more and more now. And I'm just like, Jesus I, I think it's just getting worse and worse. It's funny you bring yeah. that up because another podcast I listened to was mentioning it in reference to something else. And they were saying the same thing. It's a lot. It's, yeah. It's a lot. It's mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're trying to get to know each other better. So he wants to bond with Feeney because he knows how important he is to Jasmina. So it's important for him to bond with the dog. So Michael presents her with a gift bag, and she's all excited. She's like, oh, my God, what did you get me? But, guys, it's toys for Feeney. <laughs> but it actually made her really happy because of she course. later says... It's sweet. You know, that, you know, she know he knows now how much that dog means to her. Mm-hmm, so, it, mm-hmm. you know, and then you just see him, like, playing, trying to get... So then you get, like, this montage with Michael trying to get him to, like, do all these tricks and holding a, a treat. And <laughs> Phineas not feeling it. He's like, I'm not doing it. And he's like, what should I do? And Jasmine is like, maybe show him the treat. And then he's yeah. like, hey, paw. And then he shows him the treat. And then finally gives him the paw. And he's like, yay! You know, <laughs> it was so cute. Yes. So then, after we've seen this wonderful moment, everyone is having a good time, even the dog, and then Michael can't stop harping about the disagreements on the honeymoon. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, dude, stop bringing this up. I thought they cleared this up already, but clearly not. This is going to keep coming up. Yeah, he can't let it go. He cannot let it go. Mm-mm. But he does ask her what's the best way to communicate with her. So I'm like, okay, so we're getting somewhere. Well, I think, like, this is clearly... He's his sister got in his ear, yeah, and so he's trying to reframe the fight mm-hmm. for the both of them, but it doesn't go well. But go on, <laughs> no, 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 no. He's like, What do I say to you in those moments? And Jasmina says, It's to talk to me, and both times you weren't talking to me, you were talking at me, you were telling me what I needed to do and what you were doing. And you were doing it with a tone. So that's the her whole big thing. It's mm-hmm. like his tone that she does not like. She then says the best way is to have a conversation like this and not raise his voice. Mm-hmm. So Michael wants her to agree with the fact that they were both speaking in, in a different tone <laughs> than they normally speak in. Because he can't just take the fall. He has to be like, you were doing it too. Yeah. Let's agree. Yeah. Oh, it's so annoying. So she agrees, but it's super defensive and says... You wouldn't have gotten that tone out of me if you had listened to me when I asked you not to speak that way. And, like, the way she's speaking to him, she's, like, short with him. She is. She, I'm team Michael here. I know that's unpopular. (laughs) But uh, go on. I'll let you finish, and then I'll I'll weigh in. So Michael is getting agitated because, to his credit, he went into this wanting to know, like, how he can, like, remedy this issue. So should it come up again? How can they communicate better? And it's important to him and all these things, but he's not being very helpful. And it's just to keep running into the same situation over and over and over again. And then I was just like, hmm, I'm starting to think that Jasmina's just not that into him. 
That's what it goes He is to. literally saying to her, like, I am asking you for help. And she's like, you should know how to have a basic conversation. Like, she's scolding him. Yeah, and then she goes, calm down. And he goes, I'm not calm you see, down. He said, calm down, and I'm just speaking passionately. Yeah, he was not, no. Mm-mm. Yeah. If the gender roles were reversed there, we'd have a real problem with this. Because they'd be like, oh, she's being hysterical because mm-hmm. oh, I'm mm-hmm. a woman? Yep. Yeah, it would be a whole thing. Yep. So then we get Mike talking to the cameras. He's clearly frustrated. And he's he crying. Today, yeah, he's like, today was supposed to be positive day, so I didn't expect it to take a left turn. And he's still hopeful that they can get through this and figure out a way how to effectively communicate. And I'm like, dude, stop. And he's delusional because she has... One foot out the door already. Like she's. So My prediction is they are not going to make it, and only because of this scene. Like I think, and we'll talk about they do get better later, mm-hmm. but he does not feel seen or heard. He is crying. Yeah. We have all been there. He's crying mm-hmm. tears of frustration because somebody's not hearing him. Yeah. Mm, I felt bad for him in that moment. So then later on in the episode, we see them. They're at home. They're at the dinner table, and this is when the experts' like gift basket arrives. And they have um, takeout, and Mike is talking about, like, I know that I promised that I would cook. I'm going to get to it at some point, or blah, blah, blah. And they're just eating takeout. So Jasmina asks how his day was, and he brings up the fact that it's that anniversary of his brother's passing. And I was like, good Lord, he's a walking Shakespearean tragedy. Like, everything (laughs) is so epic with him. What is happening? I know. And then they flash a photo of his brother. I know. It's real bad. It's real bad. I'm like, oh, God, no. And he tells Jasmina that he went to the cemetery to pay his respects. And Jasmina says that she's you know, she sorry she didn't know mm-hmm. the, when she asked that. Because apparently they hadn't even been communicating. Yeah. The only thing they were doing is just like, hey, how are you? Hey, good day. You know, and kind of yeah. just keeping it moving. So, so then we get the backstory and we learn that it's been a really long time since his brother passed. His brother passed like in the 90s. So this was he more was than like 20 years ago. He was like six or something, right? He was yeah. six years old. So... So Jasmina says that she started to feel connected to him because he was opening up about his brother. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So they pour some wine and get cards provided by the experts. So the first question is, how you been in love? I think I skipped the part about his brother. Hold on. Well, no, that comes later. Oh, that comes later. Yeah. That's why I'm like, yep. wait a minute. Yep. Okay. Because that's when so, she's oh, doing the yes. fake gym. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So first, have you been in love before? And Jasmina answers yes three times. And then says three times on a possible. And then they both laugh. <laughs> this is bullshit. They know that it's not going anywhere. Quit playing. Okay, I want to ask you something. How many times have you been in love? You're how old? 25? No. Um, you are not 25. 37. Um, see, I don't know. See, then I start questioning it because then I'm like. But, but definitely. Was it like, all wrong? Definite, like, you know you were in love with somebody. Well, I guess. I don't want to count him because he's such an asshole. My ex-husband, mm-hmm. I guess. That was one, at least twice, yeah. Th- three times, yeah. I think three times for me, too. Yeah. I do. I think that's reasonable. Yeah, I Steve's think so. like, what, 35, 36, <laughs> five <Yeah>. times? <laughs> yeah. I think three is a good number. I think so, too. Okay, so Jasmina says three, so that's reasonable. Okay, Yeah. So Michael asks, what are those relationships, what about those relationships made you feel that it was love? And she says, they always made me feel good about myself, so compliments, <laughs> and always treated me right, gave her gifts, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. and with respect. Well, that's important. 
So she reveals that they had a friendship first. So, like, apparently someone that she dated in the past, she started out as friends, and that was, like, a good foundation for them. Mm-hmm. And that she knew she was in love because she would get giddy around this person. Yeah. So then she asks, what about you? And he says, one in a positive. And again, they laugh, and I'm thinking, oh, he's trying to say Jasmina, you know? And then he says, the possible was someone in high school. <laughs> And since he was so young, he's not sure it was love and that the love he had before was in his last relationship. And (laughs) so uh, this drove me crazy because love, like it can look differently. You're going to love different people at different stages of your life. Doesn't mean it wasn't love. Like if you loved that person, you were in love, period. And that's in that time. Yeah. Yeah. Even though you want to erase them from your brain. Like I would never fall in love with my ex-husband now. No. But like 20 or 18 year old Amy did. I wouldn't fall in love with him either, Amy. I don't know him. (laughs) (laughs) He sounds horrible. I'll look you up. (laughs) No. No, God, no. Please, please. God, no. (laughs) Having no creepy ex trying to get back. He wasn't horrible. He wasn't horrible. I just want to put that out there. It just, you know, whatever. Okay. Yeah, she doesn't want to get sued, you guys. No, not getting sued. Just read the book. Read the book. Guys, okay. I almost I almost got sued. <laughs> That's it. I'm one tell you from which book. Okay. So at one point I wrote this episode is super boring, by the way. <laughs> it's super boring. I mean, I'm having more fun talking to you about love lives. Yeah. Okay, exactly. <laughs> so he also has a he says that he had a friendship with an ex and that was their foundation and he knew her, knew her triggers, her past, and she did the same you know they both knew each other they understood each other and just mean mm-hmm. to ask the next question what does it take for you to fall in love and he says he has to be able to be vulnerable with someone and it's not easy for him to be vulnerable with somebody because being vulnerable makes him feel weak which is not true being vulnerable does not mean that you're weak guys. yeah but that's Please. what we, that's what we have drilled into men's heads for yeah 70 years and also to women so. too because now it's yeah. like oh don't be don't be such a girl about it or yeah. you know yeah yeah Yep. Like, woman up. And it's like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? It's okay to have feelings. It's okay to be vulnerable. Yes, it it's is. also important for you to protect your heart, guys. Yep. Because you can't be vulnerable with everyone because people will take advantage of you. <laughs> wow. This has you're, been you're unsolicited advice. <laughs> this has been unsolicited advice by Leslie DJ. Cue the more you know music. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she asks if he's been vulnerable right now. And he says he doesn't think that they'd had the conversations that would show that. Okay. So this is why later on we're going to see mm-hmm. the vulnerability. So that's why I was getting confused. I'm like, but the brother thing, like, yeah, so all over the place. So she asks, um, so what's stopping those conversations for them, you know, for him to get vulnerable with her? And he says he went into this saying he was going to be vulnerable from day one, but it's new to him. And Jasmina tells producers that she hears him but that it's hard to believe him when he says certain things because it's the promise he has made to himself. Why hasn't he taken those steps to open up? Okay. True. Okay. All right. So later on in the episode, it's day 21 of marriage. <laughs> Three weeks. And the, guys, and the intro music says, I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight no more. And then you hear someone say, amen. I'm like, what? <laughs> So when I saw that it was Jasmine and Michael, wow. I was like, oh, okay, this okay. makes sense. All right. <laughs> so Michael walks into the apartment. There's a sign that says Jasmina's gym, and gym is spelled J-Y-M. And there are yoga mats in place and a balancing ball. He's cracking up because you all know he's into fitness and everything. Yeah. And she tells him since he's been, since she's been too lazy to go to the actual gym, she knows how important fitness and working out is to him. 
they're going to work out together. So that's a special date that she planned. So she created three workout stations based on things they need to work on in the relationship. I was like, oh, this sounds good. This is um, way better than the scavenger hunt. So much better. Mm-hmm. So the first one is communication. And communication would include lunges. Okay. Mm-hmm. The second one is interruptions. So that would include plank and side crunches. Mm-hmm. And the last one, vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And that is tied to like wall pressure. So I was like... Yeah pushing each other like I, I don't know what that meant exactly but then I was like I remember doing physical therapy for my shoulder and I was like putting my yeah. arm against the wall with that kind of pressure so I was like okay yeah. and then I was like sidebar do you think production helped her make all those signs or did she go to Kinko's and do them herself I think production <laughs> helped her but you're missing one integral part what? when she says to him do you work out and she's like no I'm getting oh, to that okay okay <laughs> focused on that okay yeah i was hoping you would not forget that (laughs) so michael says this shows him she really cares and is trying to work on the marriage so she's the personal traitor in this scenario and she introduces herself they're role-playing guys they're role-playing and asks do you work out and he says a little bit as his you know pectoral muscles are like (laughs) practically bursting out of his shirt i'm like what the fuck how have i not noticed this before on this man I told you, like, a few weeks ago that I was, like, as his biceps bulge through his shirt. Oh, like, my I, God. Like, I'm <laughs> so distracted by Olajuwon. I'm like, yeah, I was so oh, my God. This guy's ripped. Yes. Yeah, he's always working out. Yes. So they're being playful, and she asks him if she could touch his biceps, and he goes, and she's like touching his biceps and then she goes you got a wife and he says i'm not gonna answer that in laughs i'm like dude the answer is yes because you do dude the answer is no can i bang you in the bathroom you're role-playing oh whatever you could say yeah but she won't mind you know there you go anything anything rip your shirt off like incredible hulk style so they start the session and Michael is being a good sport, letting her take the lead. And he thinks it's hilarious because Jasmina does not know what the hell she's doing. It is hilarious. She is being really silly and tells producers he wouldn't. <laughs> so Michael tells producers he would not hire her as a personal <laughs> trainer, but appreciates the effort. Because yes. she is like jumping. Like she doesn't even know how to do a lunge. She doesn't she know what can't... to do. This would she's be like me. Dancing this around. would be me. Yes. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so then when it comes to them being open, they're they're seated across from each other on the floor, and they're holding onto each other's hands, and they're, like, kind of stretching each other out. So I guess that was the whole part where they're, like, stretching. Yeah, that looks really intense. Like, I think I need to do that. It looks painful, yeah. So I was like, oh, I completely misinterpreted that exercise, as did Jasmina, but whatever. Okay. (laughs) So she starts listing all the people that died okay no so <laughs> oh my she... god <laughs> no, no no this is correct actually okay. i reread it okay. she starts listing all the people that died in his life mom dad grandmother yeah, brother yeah. and as how was that for you <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. i was like sheesh yes oh my god i forgot all start. about that i'm so grateful that you brought that up that's excellent She's like, so I heard these 10 people died. How'd that make you feel? <laughs> How'd that make you feel? I'm like, we're not in therapy. Calm down. He had just said he just visited his brother's gravesite. He had a look like, uh, how do you think that was for me? <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> so this is when we get the full story of his brother. So he was six or seven years old when he suffered his first big loss. And oh, his this brother is really worked in. Sad. It's really sad. His brother worked in fast food restaurant and would get home around three in the morning every night. 
and they would place orders with him. So his brothers would be like, and sisters would be like, hey, mm-hmm. get me this, bring me this, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And so they would stay up late until three in the morning when he arrived to get their food. And they would stay up and eat with him and everything. So one night at 3 a.m., they get a frantic knock at the door. They assume it's him alerting them that the food is home. And it was one of his friends. And it tells him that his, bro- that his brother, Vladimir, got shot. And he starts to get choked up as he's recalling mm-hmm. the story. Yep. And then he's like, and then he's laying on the pavement. And when he said that, my heart dropped. I know. I, like, oh, I no, know. No, no, I no. know. And then he starts bawling. Mm-hmm. And he recounts how his aunt grabbed him to take him away from the scene because, like, no kid should ever see that. Mm-hmm. And then his mom faints. Yeah, his brother passed out. And he said it changed him from that young age. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Jasmina has moved very close to him. She's wiping mm-hmm. away his tears. She's holding on to, like, one of his legs. And she's, like, comforting him. Mm-hmm. And he said that ever since then, every four years or so, some bad shit would happen where he had to deal with more grief. And I'm like, no wonder he's so, like, protected. He's so locked up. And let me tell you something. On after on Rudy Huxtable, when they were talking mm-hmm. about this, um, Jasmina was on, Lindsay was on, I forget who else. Noi, I think. Um, so when Jasmina was talking about this, they were all crying. Mm-hmm. But Jasmina was really, like, crying hard. And she said, I just oh, wow. want to protect his heart. And she wow. said it in present tense. Wow. So, interesting. Hmm, interesting. So then I have in my notes, Jasmina is thrilled. I mean, she's not happy, but mm-hmm. she's still a producer. She's glad he's finally letting her in. Yeah. And I you know, think and he felt to hurt in that moment, mm-hmm. which was important. Because she started crying. Mm-hmm. She says if she ever lost, like, she's talking to producers and she started crying. She's like, if she ever lost a sibling, mm-hmm. she would feel just as bad. Yeah. And, you know, so that's what got her. So she, like, basically put herself in his shoes for mm-hmm. once. I still don't have high hopes for them, unfortunately. I don't either, because it's like, they're Mm-mm. up and down. Like, one minute they're fine, the next is, like, another, like, remember the honeymoon when you were Ugh. a bitch to me? It's like, God, yeah. can we stop? Yeah, it's bad. You um, know, so then she does thank him for opening up, and he says that it felt good to cry. It was a very good moment for them. It was. I don't, I just don't know how many more of those they're going to have. I don't think. I mean, this is as exciting as it gets for them. <laughs> he's, like, super locked up emotionally. Like, he mm-hmm. needs therapy, and that's really... Like, I'm not saying that, like, oh, he needs therapy. But, like, I, he needs no, somebody to talk to. No, grief is, like, to. a real yes. thing. Like, he's clearly he's not grief. over yeah. these traumas, as he shouldn't be, really. Because yeah. he never processed them, and he started, you know, at a young age. Correct. So. Yeah. Okay, let's go to a dumpster fire now. <laughs> Guys, Lindsay and Mark... I don't know. It was so maddening for me to watch them this week. And I don't have a lot of detailed notes because I feel like they just kept saying the same thing over and over and over again. Like there's nothing more irritating to me than to just watch a couple like nitpick each other and bicker. Yeah. Nothing happened here. Mm-mm. All right, so things are really icy after the bowling alley incident. Now, you remember, she's in the bowling alley screaming that he has small balls and doesn't make her come. So how you come back about from that. that, I don't know. Clearly very easily. I'm beginning to think he didn't hear her. Probably. I don't think he heard her. Because remember, like, him and Chris were sitting there, and he's like, is that her? And they're like, yeah. But I think they just heard, like, yelling in general. Mm-hmm. I don't think he heard, because there's no way. So. There's no way. And then she has, 
Talk about he has small balls. She has huge balls because now she has the balls to be angry at him. (laughs) (laughs) What planet am I on? So she tells the camera she is so irritated at Mark. She just needs him to say, I'm sorry. And I just wrote in big capital bold letters. What? What? (laughs) (laughs) They eat dinner in silence. Super awkward. Then they broach the subject of bowling. And Mark is like, do you feel like you were on a line last night? And she says, nope. Every time we're out having fun, you're such a Debbie Downer. You're constantly nitpicking. And I have to say, um, on the after show, so maybe it was Chris? No, last week on the after show. Mm -hmm. So the after show after the bowling fight, Chris was on. Okay. And he told Rudy Huxtable that he was not surprised by the behavior because he is the one who gets the first call from both of them. And it's constantly back and forth. And he said they're very toxic together. Chris said this. that's not Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So she's saying to uh, Mark now, when are you going to start giving me affirmation or kindness? She says, I don't know who you are or who to trust. And I'm very upset with you. And he's like, same. And they hurl insults back and forth. And then he says he doesn't want to fight. And she says, I've absorbed your toxic slutch for weeks now. And then she says, your life is in chaos. She says some mean shit. I'm done with her, I think. Well, you know I hit my my moment with her with the bowling alley. When she completely emasculated him in front of television. That was awful. But now, like, she's constantly throwing this bed bug situation up in his face. Even on the after show, when Rudy asked her, like, what she could do better to show him she loved him, she goes, I put on a hazmat suit. Like, it's, she's... It's almost like she's saying that he's a dirty person. Like, that's kind of, like, the way it's coming off. Mark, here's a pro tip. Don't ever borrow 20 bucks off her, because you'll never hear the end of it. No. Jesus Christ. Okay, so she's like, your life is in chaos, and you're always going... And he stops her, and he's like, my life really is not in chaos. Like, I feel like she brought the chaos. Yeah. (laughs) Like... She says, yes, it is, Mark. And when are you going to get some awareness about that? I'm done with her. I'm done with her. (laughs) So Lindsay tells the camera she needs Mark to come to his senses because she's been putting herself second. And guess what? Now I'm putting myself first and he has to earn me. And I don't think he can. (laughs) Okay, girl. You don't got enough money. Big mistake. Mm -hmm. Huge. Huge. Uh, You work on commission, right? (laughs) (laughs) It did have that pretty woman vibe. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so she tells him, Mark, on, she says to him, you on camera is different than you off camera. And he's like, you need to stop saying that. You need to stop doing this. Now, on Rudy Huxtable, she said, here's an example. Mark says that he speaks fluent Italian. But he really doesn't. He only took Italian in high school and barely remembers any of it. <laughs> so she said he's very inflated. And then I started thinking to myself, He's getting a good edit because mm-hmm. let's not forget, this is a guy who nicknamed himself Mark the Shark because mm-hmm. of the way he max on women. Yeah. So there's that. And they're showing him like a loser pretty much. And they're showing him like this poor pathetic victim of Lindsay. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm starting to think they're they're equally, you know what I mean, inflated. Obnoxious. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So she says that she's bending over to be empathetic. Guys, it's just the same shit all the time. So then she's like, do you even like me? He's like, well, you're really nice deep down inside, but it's hard to get there. Something like that. (laughs) So then she says, I came in this marriage at 100%. Now I'm at 1% because you know what? You turned your nose up at that 99% and I don't want to give it to you anymore. 
And then he goes, well, 1% is better than nothing. I guess we could just try. And the music is, it goes around and around and around and around. And I'm like, you hear me. You hear me, math's yeah. production team. Okay. So a few days later, Lindsay and Mark are having dinner. There's a lot of dinner in these A episodes. lot of dinner. And they seem to be in a better spot. And Mark is telling the camera they're in a better place today. And I'm trying to be optimistic. And then they have the love conversation. And Jodie Foster's like, yeah, I've been in love before. Fine, whatever. Good for her. And Mark is like, I've been in love, but, you know, he does this weird thing where he says he tends to go back to Mm ex-girlfriends. I don't know. Lindsay finds this concerning because she said it seems like he never really moves on. and It seems like he just waits for people to push him away. And then Mark says to fall in love, it takes patience and time. And for her, it takes... Someone to show up and be consistent and present and make me feel loved. Someone who doesn't shy away from conflict. (laughs) I mean, this, she's, uh, I've had it. So she asks him, are you falling in love? And he says, maybe. And she says, of course, if you asked me that last week, I would have said yes. But you've pulled all the way back. And I'm not there. And this is what is so maddening about her, guys, is she's just speaking in these vague generalities. Like, she's not saying anything. I don't know what she's... Mm -mm. Okay. So, can you imagine, Chris, you're getting these phone calls all the time from the two of them? Oh, God, I would, like, change my number. I would, too. (laughs) So, later he takes Lindsay out for sushi, and he says, I need you to know that I think you're a really good person. And she immediately... So, I just watched the Parks and Rec episode where Anne yells at Leslie No and says Mm -hmm. that she's a bulldozer... Or, she's a steamroller. She steamrolls everybody. (laughs) This is Lindsay, because she immediately starts steamrolling him. Like, I'm ordering you this, and I'm ordering you that. And it's like the craziest mm-hmm. stuff that you can get, right? Instead of saying, if like, I'm going to get... If familiar, right. yeah, start like, slow. Instead of saying, like, I'm going to get you a California roll. Like, right? Or, or start Philly with roll. an avocado roll. Yes. Maybe do vegetarian, yes. because it's the first time. Yes, but she's like, you have to, you know, you have to do this, and you have to do that, and you have to drink sake, and you have to... Like, she just... And then she she infantilizes him. She's like my mm-hmm. baby, my sweet baby Mark. I, I just I've had it. his first sushi sushi. Oh my as, God. as we know, I will remind you again. I loved Lindsay in the beginning. She was growing on me. Episode eight, small balls did it for me. I'm done. <laughs> and now everything she do annoys does annoys me. Okay, so finally he's like, look. I need to tell you I appreciate you and I know you went into this with everything you had and you keep doing nice things and I apologize for you being hurt, but he can't be specific because he has no idea what he did to hurt her. He's just apologizing in general. I'm sorry for existing. I think he's just not banging her. That's what I'm getting. Yeah, maybe. So he's like, you are cared for and she's like, I feel the same way about you. For Lindsay's date, they go to the batting cages because Mark loves baseball. And he tells the camera, this is a good speed for them. Like, taking it day by day. That's all they can do. Oh, I liked how she tricked them, though. She was like, we're going bungee jumping. He's like, no. I know. No, he was no, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> what did he say he would rather do than to go bungee jumping? I forget. Yeah, I forgot. It was like, jump was out funny. of a plane. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah jump out of yeah. a plane, then, like, fall over a bridge. Yeah. I, I'm not doing either of those ever. Neither. Okay. So we see them on go-karts, they're running around, and Lindsay tells the camera that she sees good in Mark, but she only sees glimpses of the man that she wants. So that's that. 
All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back with the girl scene and the boys. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay. So the girls are all meeting up and they're going to the nail salon. Mm -hmm. It's like a nail and lash lounge. Probably. They had champagne. That's all I noticed. You know me. I struggle with the girl things. Is this a thing? <laughs> like a nail and lash lounge? Yeah, it's probably like a spa. Yeah, okay. it has everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Jasmine and Katina get there first and they're chatting. And Jasmine is like, do you hear from anybody? And Katina's like, well, I talked to Noi a little bit, but Lindsay does not call me and I don't want to talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> so they all get there and Katina asks, like, how's everyone doing? And Noi says, well, you know, it's an adjustment living together. And Lindsay tells Noi, I really like that post you put up about, like, when you marry someone, you marry their trauma and their inner child. And Noi says, well, yeah, it's important. Like, we're still learning, you know. And Lindsay says, boy, we're having such a deep conversation over here, like, I wonder if the boys are thinking the same thing. And then we, <laughs> of course, see that the boys are, of course, doing a sport. Of and the girls always. are getting a pedicure. Like, exactly. Really. So, Lindsay tells the group that week three is the most challenging after the honeymoon. It's when you're coming back and you're trying to get into your routine. And then she asks everyone, do you feel like you are growing in love or fading? And Katina says, for them, it's been a lot of up and downs. He, Olajuwon needs someone to meet his energy and actions, and she feels called out a lot. Mm-hmm. And Jasmina says she and Michael are in a better place and working on their communication. And Noi is recalling Noodlegate and says <laughs> she was devastated by his reaction to her disappearing. So remember, guys, that he, she ghosted him, and I guess he really like mm-hmm. was a, not jealous freak out. He was upset about it. And she says it really made her see that he loves her and she never wants to hurt him again. And Lindsay says talking with the girls is so helpful because they can spot the difficulties that others are having and relate them to their own relationships. And I have to tell you that I forget what I was. I was creeping around on the gram somewhere. And Ashley from Chicago. Was she Chicago or was she Boston? Boston one. I can't remember. But Ashley and Anthony, you know, the two who are married. And she made a comment and she said she's glad that they didn't have so much interaction with the other couples because it would just add pressure for them to be somewhere that they weren't or something. And I thought that was interesting. Like last season, didn't you feel that? The pressure? That they were constantly comparing themselves to how the others were. They were like, Jachel, they're like all set to have babies. Yep, 
Yeah, thank God Rachel dodged that bullet. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's hear from you with the boys. The boys. The boys. The guys are hanging out playing archery, and Mock the Shock can't wait. Like, he hasn't played in a long time. His <laughs> eyes are bulging out of his head. As always. He is just like losing his mind. Someone with big bulging eyes. <laughs> I could point them out. It's okay, guys. I have you big have eyes. You have bulging too. eyes? <laughs> Well, I mean, they're big for everyone else in my family because my eyes look like my mom's eyes. Well, I got made fun of. I have an enormous head, so I can relate (laughs) to this this thing. (laughs) Okay, so they gear up and they wear like these plastic helmets and it makes them look like low budget Power Rangers. Mm. Like when they put on the helmet, I was like, what Mm. is going on? I would say low budget gladiators because I feel like Power Rangers was pretty low budget to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to begin with, yeah, but their whole head would be, like, encased in it, though. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. Okay. So the guys are shooting arrows and just having a real guy's night, which is funny when you juxtapose it between the ladies who are just having pedicures and sipping yes. champagne. Yes. It's like, of course. Can, can I just say that I enjoy that I can make and you can make a 90s or 80s reference and we just get it? Yeah. Good. <laughs> I just want to say I appreciate that about you. <laughs> I know a lot of pop culture. Like, that's my thing, yep. clearly. Yep. <laughs> so then upbeat music is playing, as my captions inform me. Da, 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 <laughs> guys... da, da, da. Yeah, basically. The guys are yucking it up, and Mark Deshaun tells producers that having boys' time is a breath of fresh air. Like, he looks so relieved <laughs> to be like, away from Lindsay. <laughs> and he's like, not that I don't like being around my wife 24-7, 365. And I'm just like, dude, uh, it's been three weeks. It's okay. <laughs> just buckle in. Mark, it's safe. She can't hear you. It's she safe. can't hear you. <laughs> but he says, sometimes it's just nice to just take some time away and be with the guys. And I'm like, I'm sure it's fun to be with friends or not to be so, when you're living with someone and you're having tension, to constantly be in their face. Like, mm-hmm. God, you need mm-hmm. a break. Yeah. So Mark said it's more work than he thought it'd be. He's used to getting to know people quickly. So this is um this is after they're playing because we just see a whole montage of them like dodging arrows so and hitting stupid. each other and just mm-hmm. being guys and and so they're finally like sitting down on like a table outside of the little archery thing. And so Steve is the one that asks, like, how's it going at home? And that's when Mark starts opening up about so much more work than he thought it was. And I'm like, Yeah, she's she's a lot and he says, Lindsay's been a lot and I'm like, Oh, there you mm-hmm. go. <laughs> like she's I wrote that like, Yeah, she's a lot. Yeah. And he's not used to someone with that intense of a personality. Like, he doesn't understand where her emotions are coming from. And he just, he's trying to understand where her feelings are when they're not connecting. Because she seems to blow things way out of proportion and just goes uh, you think? off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> he just wants them to get on the same page. And I'm like, oh, don't we all? <laughs> yeah. And then O says, it's tough to oh, even no. be there when you have somebody you feel like you kind of baby her. And he's referring to Katina. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking he's talking about Lindsay, like, throwing tantrums. Nope. So Michael asks, what's the issue? Is it the effort level? And O says, yeah. And then you can't talk about effort. It's really efforts and life skills. And then he goes on about the dirty house. I don't go to sleep with my dirty house. My house dirty. He says he can't always be there to guide to guide this. And I'm like, guide what? She's not a ship. Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. She's your partner. Mm-hmm. It's just like this whole thing. And he's like, it's really about efforts and life skills. And he's like, you know, I work overnight. I work days. You're at home right now. And then he's like, what's going to happen when you go back to work? 
and you have to drive downtown or take a trolley. And I'm like, what, what do you mean what's going to happen? And he goes, when am I going to have support of my wife? And I'm thinking like, oh, it's he's, he's worried that she's not going to have enough time yep. to baby him. Yep. Because if she's not doing it now, when she has all this spare time, imagine when she goes to work. Yep. I need to know what his relationship is like with his mother. We need to know this. I think, remember, he had, like, a second mom kind of thing. Yes, and didn't she have the jersey and said she was at all his things? Was it an adopted mom? Or maybe, like, a stepmom or something? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. And he claims his feelings for Katina are really high, so he gets frustrated because if this were a different situation, he would have walked away. Dramatic music. Wow. I have really conflicted thoughts on him that I'll get to after we cover their segment. Yeah, and I'm like, and this is why you've been single for this Mm -hmm, long. mm -hmm. No one could ever please him. No one could live up to these ridiculous standards. Mm -hmm. Where did he get these standards from? And then he says, time isn't on their side, which is true. They have to kind of rush this thing, make a decision. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, since Pastor Cal stopped by, he hasn't really seen a difference. (sighs) What? Okay. So Michael tells producers that it sucks that O feels the feelings aren't being reciprocated and that he just feels defeated because it's still early on. So he kind of feels bad for him. He's like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to see him like that. Michael warns him that he shouldn't bottle up his feelings, that he should communicate his frustrations to her because he's worried of an explosion. Mm -hmm. So O says it's tough. And he says like it's tough like 20 times. And he doesn't know if he needs to break a chair for her to understand that he is being beat. And I'm like, what? Wait, wait, what did he say? He said, it's tough, and doesn't know if he needs to break a chair I for he her said, to understand. I thought he said break a tear. I, I like saw cry. chair in the captions. Oh, you watched it with the captions. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And I'm like, what? And then it says okay. tense emotional music. And I'm like, wait, okay. what? Because those are two very different things. Break a tear, yeah, break I'm like, a chair. That's, I'm like, that's very, like, yes. oh, that's yes. a lot. yes. Okay. So unless someone like um, like captioned this wrong, I was like, break a chair. I'm like, yes. this sounds crazy. Yes. Like, is he a pro wrestler? Like, what is going on? Yep. So anyway, so Mark's, <laughs> Mark asks, do you think you guys have moved past this? And Olajuwon says, it's tough. Again, he mm-hmm. says it like a million mm-hmm. times. So he asks Michael about how things are going with Jasmina. And Michael says, communication has still been an issue. And that their new problem now is trying to connect on a deeper level. And he acknowledges that him being more vulnerable with her will make her more comfortable. So Steve chimes in and says that he and Noi had a big issue the other day. The gluten-free noodle incident. Dun, dun, Steve dun. was off getting baked in the bathroom. He's finally <laughs> come back. He's like, oh, yeah, we had an issue too. <laughs> so he has regular noodles, you guys. And she has gluten-free noodles. So it wouldn't kill him if he had some of her noodles. How, but he's still mad. How will they ever make it? I don't know. <laughs> so we get a replay of the incident, and Steve says she shut down. And she just said, I'm done cooking, and walks out. And he goes over the whole incident, how he tried texting her to talk to her, and she didn't want to talk to him. And they go 24 hours without communicating. And he says that this, that it wasn't until he let her know how much it really hurt him that she left him hanging, that he showed her his pain, that she finally looked at him. So it was like, that was the moment that she was like, oh, wow, I I really hurt him. I must Mm -hmm. mean something to him. Mm -hmm. And Michael says, even though they're going through this, through their own conflicts and their own marriages, he thinks it's positive because all the guys showed up saying that, they didn't all show up saying, oh, everything is fine, we're all in love. 
you know, and that we're going to stay together forever. They're all having issues and they're yeah. working through it. So yeah. they're all kind of like at the same pace. Yes. Yeah. Because he said otherwise they're going to have a rude awakening if everything was just like shits and giggles right now. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. So he thinks they can get through. If they could get through this, then they'll be all right. Mm-hmm. So basically get through this experiment. We'll mm-hmm. see. So that's the boys hanging out. All right. So now we're going to Owen Katina. Now, I, I can I read this email real quick that we got? Yes. So we received an email. If you guys remember last episode, we were talking about Katina's friend's concern that Olajuwon had never dated a black woman before. Mm-hmm. So we had a listener write in. This is from Robin. And she said, hey, guys, love the podcast. Thank, Thank you, Robin. You. I wanted to write in about Olajuwon and Katina. As a black woman, specifically African-American, when I hear a black man doesn't date or hasn't dated black women, this is a huge red flag. It screams ignorance and self-hate. And I was totally in line with Katina's friend. Black women are often seen as less attractive, less feminine, or just less than in mainstream society. Many Western beauty standards celebrate whiteness and center around white femininity. Black women are relegated to last place, not only in regards to beauty, but employment, pay, quality of health care received, level of education attained, entrepreneurship, political leadership. So when we are also chosen last or not at all by black men, it's very hurtful. And then she said the season's looking rather abysmal for, for, for all the couples. <laughs> And then she, yeah. she, so then she followed up and said, I also meant to address colorism since you mentioned that in the podcast and wondered whether that was going on with Lajuan. No, this incident did not involve colorism. Colorism is preferential treatment of people within a minority group based on their lighter tints, mm-hmm. lighter skin tone. So I got that wrong. So yeah, I, which is what I've experienced because I would go yes. out to the, the club with my Dominican homies too. They were light-skinned Dominican girls. I'm dark skin, and all the guys went swarming to them yeah. because it's like, oh, it's a light skinned Latina with a big ass. Like, yes. let's go to that. Never yes. mind this Morita who's perfectly fine. But <laughs> yeah, that, that happens. And yeah. within Dominican men, and mm-hmm. like Dominican men, they always want to go, like, that's the goal for a lot of like Latin Hispanic men. They just want a light skinned Latina. Like, oh, for her to okay. look white, but to have the curves mm-hmm. of a Latina. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I got annoying. You. Well, this made a lot of sense to me, and it kind of put it in perspective. And, I, you know, I vacillate. I'll say, I'll say, let me save my thoughts on Lajuan. You go ahead and okay. talk about it, and then I'll, I'll weigh in. Okay, so they were actually the first couple that we see. Like, when the show opens up with upbeat music and, like, back, bagpipes for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. So Katina is self-filming, and she's informing us that she's getting ready to go food shopping for her and her husband her man don't you don't you love how they weaponize wife mm-hmm. husband like well lajuan does oh, you are so a annoying. wife you are yeah. a wife yep. oh my god because you know the last week oh was not too pleased that she just came back with bread and water like nope. what kind of wife does that nope. jesus christ so she says hopefully he's not on my back that i didn't get enough stuff red flag why are you walking on eggshells for him yep so annoying so, of course, when we see them together, they're in the kitchen because that's where the woman belongs, clearly, because they're not banging. So just be in the kitchen, woman. And Katina is thanking O for helping her cut the plantains. And as a Dominican, you know, plantains are part of our major food mm. groups. So I know how to cut a plantain, but it took me a long ass time. Now, it's do you cut it time. on the angle? 
you gotta cut first the like both of the ends mm-hmm. and then you make lines like you divvy up lines across the plantain and then you could start peeling it off it peels okay. off easier okay yeah okay that's like a little trick that we do you're gonna need to do like a video of this for me yeah okay. <laughs> so we found out that the previous night they had a disagreement so Elijah one is saying you worry about things that don't affect me that i don't give a fuck about and i'm like wait what and we're seeing this through like the prison cam that you call yes. it and so like we don't see them but we could hear the argument happening we just see like the empty living room so they're having this discussion in the bedroom yes and he goes like why do you do that shit and it sounds like he's asking he had asked her for something that she didn't know how to do mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. and he says you trouble me and i was like what that's hmm. okay this is where i got super pissed off so we're back in present day at the kitchen and he's asking her what the definition of a wife is to her because clearly Mm. they have two different definitions yeah lord help me she says someone who is your partner support system but i don't like that question because you explained to me that you wanted me to cook more and that she wasn't stepping up on the she wasn't stepping up to the plate with her wife duties and i'm just like oh my god well she's no dummy she recognizes a trick question when she hears one yeah. She's like, uh-uh, I'm not answering that. <laughs> yeah. So he brings up the housewarming. So apparently something scandaloso happened at the housewarming. <laughs> so he told her after the housewarming, let's clean up. And you say, I don't even want to clean half the floor. This makes no sense. This makes no sense. No. Can I, I have a theory. I have a theory. Okay. She may have said something like, the floors don't need to be cleaned. I'll mm-hmm. just vacuum in the living room and that should be good. Probably like where the guests right, were. And, and that's he's it. perceiving it as you only want to do half the floor. Why wouldn't you do all the floor? Jesus Christ. It was so annoying. So Katina is pissing me off even more because she's just smiling and always pissed. And he goes, seriously, as an adult, when it's time to clean up and you see your husband say, hey, let's clean. Because was I not cleaning? He doesn't even let her speak when he goes, could you please not roll your eyes? Oof. <laughs> I would have tapped out at that point. I would have been like, you win. Now, I'm done. on the after show, Jasmina did address this a little bit. And she said, I want everyone to know that Katina is not, like, she's not going to roll over for him. She's not, Good. you know, she's not weak. She can hold her own. So yeah. I don't know if this is an edit that's happening, but, and we've seen, it's she can just... hold her own. For me, it's like, I cannot hide my face. Like, I have a bitch face, and... <laughs> When you piss me off, you could see it in my face. And it's hard for me to control it at work. But it's like, if you're coming with me with some foolishness, I'm going to look at you like you crazy, because you are. Yeah. Okay. You, you must be using that face quite a bit lately, like we all are. Oh, my God. I just started going back to work full time, guys. This is another reason why we're delayed, because we're back to quote unquote normal. It's an adjustment. It's, it's totally cramping our podcasting and, lives. Guys, we're, we, I have emailed Lifetime 150 times and begged them to get screeners. So yeah, that so we, we can get this out sooner. See this earlier and get this out. They hate us. I they, mean, let's face us. it. We're a trash podcast. They want nothing to do with us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're not funny to them, you know? I mean, we amuse ourselves. Sure. But that's sure. about it. That's okay. about it. <laughs> but then Elijah goes on about how she only wanted to clean half the floor. So he told her to go to sleep. And we see footage from three days ago of him sweeping all, mm-hmm. like, pissed off. <laughs> and he tells her he wants a wife. Who will hold him down and not leave him to clean alone and <laughs> fall like, and fall right I'm you like, don't let your man fall while i'm cleaning the floor 
She's, I'm like, you did not marry Rosie the robot from the Jetsons. Calm down. Oh, remember that show? That was great. I love that we show. We honestly thought the Jetsons were going to be like a way of life in 2020. The, this is ridiculous. We need flying cars. I need to, you know, telecommute, teleport. Teleport. I need all of that. Yes. Imagine if you could teleport. Yes. That would be amazing. I don't need to take the stinky subway, which I just started taking again. Guys, it's a nightmare. It's a jungle down there. Ugh, People have not been on the subway for two years, and it's chaos. It's chaos. <laughs> okay, so back to Olajuwon. So he tells producers, I came to this marriage for a wife. Not to help somebody grow as an individual. God, every time he said wife and the way it's he so said it. It's so chauvinistic. It's so... I was like... It's so bad. It's I'm so like, bad. What year is this? And then he tells her, "You think it's about food, but it's bigger than that. You are my wife. I'm not your boyfriend. I'm not your friend. I have a ring on my finger." And he points to it and says, "Understand what this means." I'm like, "What the? It's fuck? bad. It's bad." Yeah. He is talking down to her. He's talking and down. And she to just her. stands there and says, "I hear you. I do." And I'm like, "Oh no, please don't." And then Katina tells producers that when she envisioned marriage, she did not expect that every man would want a wife who's going to... She did expect a man to want a wife to do certain things. She says she was happy to sign up for that, but she wasn't expecting to be meeting someone else's standards. And I think what she meant by that was that she wasn't expecting to meet someone with so many unrealistic standards and expectations. Yes, yes. because she's a grown-up. Yeah. and Not according to him. Right, yeah. It's... uh... And then we go back to the kitchen, and he's still going on saying, that fucking bothers me. And I'm just like, what the Back to Katina with producers. She's clearly upset on the verge of tears and says, I wasn't expecting this. So the experts later decide that the couples need, so this is when they get their little gift basket about Mm -hmm. how they need to communicate better and blah, blah, blah. So we get that gift basket, and let me see. We're calling it the gift basket of love. Gift basket of love, mm-hmm. champagne and cards. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. And this is where we get our title, right? Because he says love yeah. is not on the table. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the first question is read by Katina. She asks, what does it take for you to fall in love? Olajuwon shifts in his seat and he does this big exhale. He's And I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to come out Suddenly Isaac pops out. And, I'm just, and then he says, devotion, just a commitment or straight loyalty. That's what it takes for him to fall in love. I would love to hear what he means by loyalty. I don't know. Complete devotion. And when he said devotion, I was like, ooh. This is, I don't know. Kissing my feet? Like, what's, what's going on? Yeah. So Katina says, for me, it's someone who supports me, someone who's loyal, understanding, and patient. And she says she wants whoever is with um, whoever she's with, to be her first person she calls, like her emergency contact person, basically. <laughs> Nobody else, just you. And she tells producers she sees the potential of falling in love, but she says they still need to focus on the emotional connection. She admits she doesn't want to get hurt, and who does? But she who also does? says, I don't want to be vulnerable, and she feels stupid, inter- and like feels stupid internally. Like, if she opens up too much, she doesn't want to look bad on camera, you guys, basically. Yeah. That's part of yeah. it. Yeah. And later on, we get them at the kitchen table again, and always pressing Katina over her not crying. And she laughs. She's like, you didn't cry. Because he, he's like, you don't cry. She's like, I cry. He's like, you didn't cry at the wedding, at the honeymoon. I'm just like, why does she want to make his wife cry? Like, right. why? Like, oh, God. And she says she does cry, but doesn't in public. And all laughs at her. And, like, he can't believe it. Like, she's a robot. She doesn't cry. Mm-mm. And then Katina opens up. 
about past relationships where her ex-boyfriend was verbally abusive. And so she cried all the time. And when he would see her cry, he'd berate her and tell her she's weak. That's really sad. So that's why she's like this. Mm -hmm. So since that relationship, she trained herself. This is what she said. She trained herself not to cry. And she's a bit numb. She's like the female Michael. Yeah. Jesus. And and I was like, yeah, there usually are unpleasant reasons as to why people behave a certain way in a relationship. A lot of times it's like you're taught that by your parents or your family. It's part of your prior relationship, trauma, or th- there, it could be a lot of things. I just don't get him because he's like, he seems so in love with her. Mm-hmm. Like he, he was all like dick hard over her, like defending him <laughs> to Lindsay, remember? Yeah. And he was like, my wife, my wife. He just yeah. has this hang up on these traditional gender roles. It's, yeah. It's. And this is why I was asking you about his mother, because, like, my husband, for his age, has very traditional gender role ideas. Mm -hmm. But that's because he was raised by, like, Donna Reed. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) So, like, he thinks that that is still, like, I had to really work on him. And thank God that he had, like, traveled and and had been with other strong women who, you Mm -hmm. know. But that, like, so I feel like that either comes out of one or two situations where you have, like, a Donna Reed situation mm-hmm. or you have, like, no mother. And so yeah. so your perception of what a wife is is formed by, you know, cultural standards. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where he's getting this from, but it's it's bad. Yeah, and then, oh, it seems compassionate for, like, two seconds yep. because he tells her, don't let anyone dictate your future, how you should react to certain situations, and mm-hmm. he assures her it's okay to cry because it's a human emotion, it's mm-hmm. what makes you human. And then he tells cameras that hearing his wife say she doesn't cry says a lot, mm-hmm. that she's a strong, independent person, but she's also sheltered, and that could stop them from expanding in their marriage. Okay. I was like, Okay. So mm-hmm. the next card is drawn, and the question is, do you think you're beginning to fall in love? And O says, as she is, and he looks super annoyed, like, I'll let you go first. Mm-hmm. Then sentimental music, music is played, according to <laughs> <laughs> the captions. Very like keyboards or piano, something like that. And Katina says, I see the potential that you are someone I could fall in love with. And he calls her off and says, it's cool, baby. You're falling in love. I hear it. I hear it. Katina makes a face like, shut up. So it's, like, really playful. So she says, no, no, that's not what I said. I said there's a potential. And I'll cuts her off again and says, I don't know. No, it's like, no, no, no. I know it's close. I know it's close. He starts teasing her again. I thought you were about to say, I love you. Whoa, whoa. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh. So they (laughs) laugh awkwardly. And she goes, what about you? Musical interlude plays. (laughs) As he prolongs this moment for dramatic effect, I guess. (laughs) And he finally says, I like you. I definitely like you. Falling in love is such a strong word to me. I'm gonna say that. Dramatic music plays. <laughs> then he says, love is not on the table for me. What the fuck does that yeah, mean? What That's what fuck? I say. Like, where did this come from? <sighs> His explanation makes no sense. You're your own person. Yep. I'm my own person. Yep. But I definitely like you. I definitely like you. Mm-hmm. What? Fuck you, dude. Then he tells producers he doesn't fall in love easily, that he doesn't know enough about his wife to even say the word love. At this point, I'm like, okay, fair enough. And then we cut to them during the kitchen scene again. And he says, the connection has to grow. Okay, agree with you on that. But then he says, standards have to be met. And I'm like, wait, what? Standards have to be met. 
And he's all like, and we apply what we hear. What? Every woman watching that, their vagina shriveled up a little bit that day. And I was like... Standards have to be met. And we apply what we hear. So basically, you're going to take on my commands. You're going to act right. You're going to fall in line. Wow. Wow. That's how I took it. And he's referencing the sweeping incident. And he's saying that he has done it in order to... In order for, for love to grow for him, he basically will withhold his love from her until she cleans around the house. Like, I know. I <laughs> like, know. that's kind of what it came off as it's, being. It's just another one of his tests. You know, can yeah, you lift the weights? Again. Can you ride the horse? Can you do this? Mm-hmm. Can you clean the house? Like, it's a test. And what pissed me off was I started getting mad at her because she puts the blame on herself. And it's like, well, I need to step up my game and clean around the house, be less guarded, and take a wife thing seriously. I'm like, no, baby girl, you're doing fine. I know. You're trying. He's just, you're not meeting up his standards because they're ridiculous to me. That's why. They're ridiculous. And he's all like, prove it. Okay. Like, I mean, he didn't say that, but essentially that's what he's saying because he's like, I have to see it and believe it. So he's like testing her again. Yep. And then he talks about, like, past women didn't meet his standards and don't do what they did, that they promised to act a certain way, but they never did what they said they were going to do. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. I know. I know. It's bad. <sighs> okay. So it's day 21 of marriage, and they're on a date. They go to see Chef O, so that's the guy's name, and he's teaching them how to cook. Coconut shrimp, salmon, and something else. I can't remember what it is. Okay. But I did clock the O did say salmon. He Because said that's the salmon. same way I say it. That's how I say it, because in Spanish, it's salmon. So I would say salmon. I'm thinking, okay, oh, wait, the L, wait, you pronounce wait, wait, wait. it. Tell me tell me again how it's pronounced in Spanish. Salmon. Salmon. So, sal- so you take you the L. You say the L. You say the L. So I always said salmon. Okay. And it wasn't until I went on this date with this guy, and he was, like, in his mid-40s. Mm-hmm. I was, like, 29 years old, guys. Mm-hmm. This was scandalized. Mm-hmm. But he was hot and rich. Okay. And I ordered... I like how you're whispering. <laughs> I ordered. You know we can all hear you. <laughs> Shh, I don't Go want Coco up. to get rattled up. Go on. So, or Joey to get jealous, my dog. So yeah. So I ordered salmon, and the waiter, a dick, goes, you mean salmon? I Ugh. felt so dumb. Okay, because this guy, guys, I'm Dominican, I'm dark-skinned. This guy was a white guy. This was like the first white guy that I was mm. dating. Okay. And I felt so, like, belittled. Yeah. That the, you know... Waiter was, like, correcting it. And I was like, oh, but that's just how I say it. And I was like, oh, I was saying it wrong this whole time. I felt like shit. So I saw in the mass groups that people were making fun of the way he pronounces it. And I'm like, maybe it's an East Coast thing? Because everybody I know, but then everybody I know up here is Dominican. So that's why we say it I say salmon. I say salmon. But you're right. It could, like, if you've learned it in Spanish, of course that's where it comes from. Would O have learned Spanish? Does he know Spanish? Do we know? I don't think so. Maybe it's like an East Coast thing because maybe he gets it. Yeah, like maybe. they say it that way. Maybe. So it's salmon, which sounds weird to me. Whatever. Okay. But Gatina wanted to cook, so he thought cooking lessons. There she can prove her worth. So <laughs> Chef O tells them no shortcuts. He's gonna show them how it's really done. And O says, "You hear that, baby? No shortcuts in the kitchen. You can't start with shortcuts." Oh boy. Major eye roll. Like, I can't date a man who has to constantly is testing me and makes me prove myself. Like, who no, are you? No, because I mother? will fail oh, the test. Like, exactly. Like, if, the only people I let 
test no not even test me but just the only people i want to like make happy and proud are my mom and gay men because that's the kind of love and adoration that i look for <laughs> approval from my mother and gay men that's all i care about that's all you need if there's that's a test guys and it involves cooking i'm failing <laughs> <laughs> and then he says he wants his wife to stop waiting for him to tell her something to just do it you know mm. be a nike zet just do it that's okay. effort they start the lesson and Jasmina, Jasmina, no, Jesus Katina. Christ, my black queens, <laughs> Katina. So they start the lesson and Katina tells producers she doesn't enjoy cooking, but she will do it. And that she's relieved that he's willing to cook with her and not just watch her. And, you know, mm-hmm. so he's joining in on her. So he's still, but to me, he still sucks in that moment. That's what I wrote. Yes. So they end up eating the food and he loves it so much. He says that if she ended up cooking like this, she would end up with three rings on her oh, finger. Oh, dear God. Oh my god, this is how you value her worth Mm -hmm. by like how she cooks for you. Mm -hmm. He is overjoyed, happier than a pig and shit. He's creaming his pants over this food. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) And she calls him out. She's like, You're acting like I haven't fed you in a week or something. And he says, No disrespect, you haven't fed me this type of level since I met you. What the fuck? She's not a chef. Wow. Okay. And then he babbles on to producers about how Katina is not ready for marriage, that she worked on not wanting to party anymore, but not on marriage. He says, it's not enough for her to be a woman, but for me as a wife? I was like, wait, what? No, no, no. He says, is she enough woman for me as a wife? I was like, what? Yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. And he has all these expectations that she... He just believes all wives should come programmed to do. And he's trying to figure out her baseline, basically. Like, how, which level did you get? <laughs> well, and here's the thing about him. When he was in the group with the guys, he said, for example, I will not go to bed with my house dirty. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to have everything cleaned up before I go to bed. So what I think is happening is that she's kind of a slob, maybe. Probably it's like she didn't wash the dishes and she was going to bed without cleaning the dishes. Yeah, like maybe he just views that as a slob. Mm -hmm. And to him, like everything is so binary, like we talked about, like you're either the Mm -hmm. whore or the wife. So like, you know, if she's, if she's a slob or she's not doing things his way, then she fails the test. Yeah. And he equates that test, like that's the wife test. Yeah, basically. It's gross. It's gross. And then he gets really petty, which I did not like, because he's like, I bought my own house, paid off my student loans, and you're still working on those things. Not that there's anything wrong with that. You're bettering yourself. It's like, shut the fuck up. I would have been like, did you buy your own home with those coffee curtains? Because uh, <laughs> you have no taste. And I was like, you can't compare yourself to her. You don't know her. No. You don't know her struggles. Like, you just met. Yeah. Like, why didn't you specify, like, a certain level of income mm-hmm. or match a certain level of, like, um, standard of living mm-hmm. for your match? Specify we that. We saw his house. Mm-hmm. His house it's is fine. very cute. But, but it's fine. it's not like he's a millionaire. No. Okay. I don't get it. Like, did he want to be matched with another, you know, homeowner that's a part-time chef? Like, what? Again, it's what these. It? Again, it's these generalities. Now, here's where I'm going to come at. Well, go ahead and finish because I want you to get to 
her at the end, and then I'll say what yeah. I Yeah, so then I'm like, he just irked me all fucking episode, and I'm done with him. <laughs> done! That's what I wrote. Until he removes his shirt, then I'm back in. Back okay. in. <laughs> <laughs> so he keeps talking about wife level, wife level, and mm-hmm. this is a fucking mm-hmm. Mario game. Mm-hmm. Like, she has to defeat Gum- a Goomba to advance to the next level of commitment. Like, what is happening? Goomba? That's not his yeah, name. Mario. What is Mario it? and the, the little the, the little things. The little um They're, weird no, features. What are they right? called? Well, from the movie. So I'm guessing the movie. Okay. Alright. Okay. But anyway, anyway, I was my called, Mario I would brother call them I'm probably Puka wrong. Shells. I don't know. <laughs> so it turns into an argument because he brings up the housewarming again, again. And apparently her friends were in charge of bringing over their food and he picked up the chicken, which we saw, mm-hmm. and it was already cooked and mm-hmm. ready to serve. And she's trying to defend herself by saying, but those girls did what I asked them to do. And he's cutting her off because he's mad that she didn't do it herself. She didn't grab the food herself, even though she was out shopping for decorations and setting up the plates. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So to me, it's like, did you eat? Yes. Everyone was fed? Yes. Did you pay or pick up this part of the food? No, maybe not. So shut the hell up. Like, yeah. she did everything. Yeah. Like, you didn't have to do all of that. You ate, everyone ate, everybody was happy. Shut yeah, up. Yeah, like, it's It all fine. worked out, get over it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then he says, she put effort into housewarming. Um, did you catch that? My housewarming. Yeah. She didn't put effort into my housewarming. And mm-hmm. I was like, did you catch that? My housewarming. Katina's not part of this marriage. Oh, he said my housewarming? Yeah, he said oh, my housewarming. Oh, I didn't warming. catch that. And I was like, my housewarming? I'm like, wait. Oh, our housewarming? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then he just flat out mansplaining to her, and she says, I'm not going to sit here and say I am woman enough. And he's like, that's not what I'm saying. She starts crying because that's kind of is what he is saying, mm-hmm. and he is putting these gender roles on her, mm-hmm. and she just is overwhelmed, and she is in tears. And I'm just like, you asshole. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where we leave them. Here's the thing. I feel, and I have, I'm going to go on record, and I'm going to say, I like Olajuwon. I do. I know you do. (laughs) Hold on, I have to cough, so let me mark this time. (coughs) Sorry, my voice is just woke. Okay. I like him a lot. Does he need to improve these things? A hundred percent. But I do think the reason I like him is we have seen moments where he seems to take... The criticism, not not even criticism, but take the in, the feedback of others mm-hmm. and internalize yeah. that and think about it and adjust. Like he yeah. seems to be somebody who's willing to work on himself, who wants to work on himself. Why are the experts not intervening now instead of letting this go to where it's going to ruin their marriage? Like if they yeah. stepped in now and they were like, look... We got to talk about this, you know, because mm-hmm. let's face it, it's, there's two things going on. It's his, I, his, his, how do I say this? Like, it's his verbiage that he's using, the word choice yeah. that he's using, but it's also the tone. Mm-hmm. And he needs to fix those two things. And he's not, like, he doesn't know that he needs to fix those two things. Yeah. And Katina, from what we're seeing, is not saying that like you cannot talk to me like this and this is the blah 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 right yeah and even if she did say that i don't know if he'd listen coming from her 
I don't think Mm-mm. so. And the fact that Pastor Kyle was there, and then he's telling the guys, oh, well, Pastor Kyle came, that didn't help us. She's yeah. still not stepping up to yeah. the plate. It's like, okay, wait, so you took nothing away from no. that? He needs to, I, I don't think Katina's the right match for him. I don't think they're going to make it. I like her a lot, and I like him a lot, but she has been in a verbally abusive relationship. She cannot be with this guy. No. Period. I mean, he's not being verbally abusive. But he, the way it's he borderline. It's borderline. borderline. It, it really is. Borderline. I've been spoken to like this in my life. And Same. It's, mm-hmm. it's borderline. And it's she's going to, because she has a past with that, like, she's going to take it over that line. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she might, like, unknowingly push him to the point where it gets to that point. Yeah. That's what she's used to. Yep. That's what she's comfortable yep. at. Feeling that uncomfortableness. So, unfortunately, I think they still are together. Mm-hmm. I just hope yeah, that I, so I hope that we see him come around. I hope that we see Dr. Pepper maybe get in there and kind of... Mm-hmm. But this is what I'm saying. Like, the experts need to intervene sooner. Because yeah. these things are growing and they're metastasizing and, and destroying the relationship further when it could have been stopped. Mm-hmm. It's just really weird to me that they're so hands-off. Yeah, it's it's an experiment. They're little lab rats. I guess so, and they didn't used to be that way, though. They were much more involved. It's so weird. They're probably out... Party. Do you know they're shooting... No, like simultaneously shooting like different seasons at the same time, and the experts are like running back and forth? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I still think they're being held against their will somewhere and just (laughs) let out for, like, day passes. Mm -hmm. All right. So what are your thoughts on Olajuwon? Like, do you think they're going to make it? I feel like they're not right for each other. That's what I think. Yeah. They're just not right for each other. Like, they look great together, and they could be great together, but they keep clashing. I feel like they would... They're probably the kind of couple that has, like, amazing ups and downs and incredible mm-hmm. sex, if they ever have it. Well, they haven't had right. any, supposedly. And would make stunning children. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's just not healthy. I don't, I don't know. No. Unless he, you know, I, again, I like him, and I think with the proper therapeutic intervention, he could be fine. He just needs yeah. to lose some of his archaic... <laughs> ideology which i don't know where that's coming from all right so who are our losers and our winners so let me think about this okay i'm gonna say that my winner for this episode is gonna be noi because she has won the love i was gonna say the same thing noi moy is the winner for this because she has won Mm -hmm. the love of matthew mcconaughey steve moy I think that she is definitely the winner. Like, she got what she wanted, which is reassurance mm-hmm. of that he is, he loves her. And then I think having the whole, you know, pasta gate or noodle gate really helped them because it kind of forced him to be like, no, this is not acceptable to me because I am hurt. Look, you're hurting me. And then she's like, oh, he's not just like a man that I could just be like, oh, whatever. Like, right. I heard of. Yes. My actions have consequences. Yep. And she felt, yeah, they both felt seen, I think. So it was good. I have to tell you that I read an article, I don't know if it was legit, about his job and his LinkedIn profile and stuff. And they claim that he like developed a few apps. So like he might have money in the bank. Yeah. People keep saying like, oh, yeah. he has plenty of money. Yeah. Like blah, blah, blah. He has the confidence of somebody who has a lot of money. 
Yeah, I yeah. mean, I'm telling you, you cannot go traveling cross country mm -mm. or traveling anywhere without having money. Mm -mm. It's so expensive. You cannot, it goes by so fast. You cannot sit on a bridge and take drone footage of yourself for six hours if you don't have money. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, my loser for this episode. I mean, I think it's going to be Mark. He's just in an impenetrable, <laughs> impenetrable fortress of pain and nightmare. And I don't know yeah. what he's getting out. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think Lindsay is a loser mm. as well. Not yes. like she's a loser in life, no. but just mean the way she's handling herself. And, you know, even when he's trying his best to, like, accommodate her and to, like, reach out to her and kind of find common ground, she's still, like, pushing over the top. It's I like, know. Take it down a notch. Another thing, too, is, like, I always keep my eye on, because we never know if the editing is legit. And after mm -hmm. Love is Blind, I feel just, um, I feel really bamboozled. By the editors yeah. at Love is Blind. So I trust nothing. I'm just going to yeah. say that. What I try to pay attention to is what the other cast members, how the other cast members are reacting to these people. Mm -hmm. And everybody seems to hate Lindsay and everybody seems to like Mark. Yep. So I find that interesting. You know, I think, you know, that's kind of where we're at. Okay. For the most part, women are kind of like, yeah, let's be girls, girls, because they don't mm -hmm. know the men. So sure. it's like they bond together to mm -hmm. try to like... Yeah, All but right. nobody wants to bond with her. No. Mm -mm. All right, so next time on. Ready? Mm -hmm. Lindsay is shoving a ball gag into Mark's mouth. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? <laughs> what show is this? With Dr. Viviana standing nearby horrified. <laughs> it was just... Noi tells Steve, they should have sex in a public place. Yeah, I was like, wait, what is happening? Mm, okay. Jasmina tells Dr. Viviana her vagina is not getting wet for Michael. <laughs> oh, God. Good Lord. Oh, my God. Whew. Okay. Steve says, now, again, we're taking this out of context. Steve says something has to change because this isn't sustainable. I think he's telling her the story of why he quit his job. Probably. Now, I've been wrong before, and we all know I'm a terrible judge of character. So I don't knows? think it's about their relationship. No, though. I, I don't think it's either. out of context. Mm -mm. Lindsay tells Dr. Viviana, oh, he's really passionate. When I when I met him, I thought, oh, he's really passionate. He could probably handle me. Doesn't look like it. Katina is crying and says, it's Olajuwon's tone. It feels like someone is beating up on, it, on me and it makes me not feel good. It makes me feel yeah. not good enough. Ugh. Yeah, that's not good. Girl. You, you need to get away. I mean... She needs to go. You know, rub rub that ab. Rub those abs. <laughs> Take one look at that body. And then you gotta go. Yeah. Do you think she's sticking around just to bang him once? She's so beautiful. She doesn't need that. She could find a hot guy. I know. You're right. She could have anybody. But then again, if she's feeling that insecure and he's being withholding, she might be like, oh, now I have to have him. Because I've done that, too. I've been like, oh, yeah. you don't like me? Mm. I'm going to, you know, berate you until you do. <laughs> or make you hate me. Pick one. <laughs> Love me or hate me. That's the game you play when you date Leslie. Thank you. Tinder Leslie. Who's dead? R.I.P. 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 Yes. All right, guys. So thanks so much for listening. Um. Next, again, hopefully next episode you'll hear is us recapping Love is Blind at the higher level. Mm -hmm. If not, just hang on. It'll be here. It'll be here It'll soon. Be we promise here. we will never leave you hanging. Uh, we'll be back next week with more of this shit show. 
I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. next week's exciting episode will be like everybody has to clean their HEPA filter on their vacuum cleaner. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so fun. Just like footage of the marriage and them having awkward moments. Yeah. And, like, remember when we got married? Remember in yeah. our honeymoon? So weird. Flashbacks. So weird. All right. So uh, Leslie slash Lindsay, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? <laughs> Uh, you can find me on the social media at Sinister Girls. It's um, girls. It's not an S. It's a Z. So Sinister G-I-R-L-Z. Girls. Yep. Mm-hmm. We have a theme song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, great. so check it out. It's a podcast, interview podcast, interview different artists. And um, yeah, so, oh my God. So I just found out that the radio station is back up and running. So that's another thing I got to add to my plate. Wait, what <laughs> is that? Girls what are you live. talking about? Sinister Girls Live, my radio show comes back. Yeah, so we're working on that this week. We're meeting with the people this week about that oh that's really exciting that's when artists come in and perform live in the studio that's, wow yeah that's that's really fun that's I miss that. really exciting um yeah. i'm just hanging out watching little house on the prairie guys so <laughs> you can find me um at gen x this is why.com or just any podcast app gen x this is why looking at little house on the prairie which i have to say really jumped the shark in episode or season seven not good remember it that well like i just remember um random episodes yeah we all do we all do all right so thanks for listening guys and again drop us a five-star review it helps everybody find us visit our website at six degrees of tv.com it's in the show notes you can email us you could tell us your thoughts you could be like um you know i agree with you that a is hot but toxic how do we get around this They usually are. You could be like, I want Tinder Leslie back. Whatever. Just email us with (laughs) your thoughts. (laughs) She made so many mistakes. She was always drunk. (laughs) Email us with your thoughts and we will uh, maybe share them on air if we can. If they're they're clean enough to share. Um, And follow us on Instagram. We're on the gram. Six Degrees of Reality TV. All right, guys. Thanks for listening and we'll see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.